Whether you're shopping for grads, getting an early gift for dad, or just looking for a little something new or used for your shelf, you'll find it at HPB. And you'll get almost everything for an extra 20% off during the big sale at Half Price Books this Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, May 25th through Monday, May 27th. Save big in-store at your local Half Price Books and at HPB.com. Offer cannot be combined with other coupons. Exclusions apply. To learn more, visit HPB.com. He was working on the hill late one night For West Virginians who are mostly white When he saw a bill coming he didn't like He told Bernie Sanders, go take a hike He did the mash He did the mansion mash The monster mash He threw hope in the trash He did the mash Earth will soon be just ash He did the mash Because he did the mansion mash from his dinky houseboat, the almost heaven, he said he'd get Republicans, maybe ten. Please, Joe, just a talking filibuster, the upper chamber has lost its luster. He did the mansion mash. He threw hope in the trash. Earth will soon be just ash. Cause that guy, he did the mansion mash Well, cinema is having fun But wait, why did you even run? Are you on a team with the Zodiac Killer's son? The house is begging reconciliation Senators keep going on vacation Civil T was found dead in a ditch Why can't you go say Fuck yourself, Mitch. Seriously. He did the mansion mash. He threw hope in the trash. Our one earth will soon be just ash. Cause he did the mansion mash. Out from his coal mine, Joe's voice did ring. You say senator, but I say king. He took an axe to 3.5. Then he said, would cheaper childcare really help your family thrive? He did the mansion mash. He threw hope in the trash. Earth will soon be just ash. Cause he did the mansion mash. Now everything's hot since there's no carbon tax. Kiss voting rights goodbye, they're under attack. For you, the voters, this mash was meant to Show if you vote blue, sometimes it does matter who He did the mansion mash He threw hope in the trash Earth will soon be just ash He did the mansion mash Easy Holly, you impetuous young boy the Mansion Mash. Yeah, the song's a little repetitive, but I'm having fun. Good evening, Los Angeles. I'm Evan Hansen. But the twist is, I'm young. That amazing song was performed by Matt Bouchelle and written by our own Brian Semmel, who's on vacation on the Mediterranean. That's real. <laughs> if you have a live or else theme song, send it to us at leaveit at crooked.com. We've got an extremely ooky spooky episode for you, <laughs> filled with ghouls and goblins and terrifying frights to send shivers up your spine. But enough about Mark Zuckerberg in that meta announcement video. <laughs> What if we were in more of your stuff? <laughs> <laughs> On the show this week, Demia Did You eBay summoned some ancient political ideas back from the grave. Megan Gailey warns parents about the dangers of trick-or-treating. Rory Scovel updates us on the global supply chain, and Kara Clank takes us inside the spookiest papers of all, the Facebook papers. <laughs> oh yeah, 
<laughs> By the way, if you want a pumpkin, take one with you at the end of the show. <laughs> that's also, that's handwritten here. But first, let's get into it. What a week. On Wednesday, paid parental and medical leave were dropped from the Build Back Better plan in an effort to secure Joe Manchin's vote. Initially, Biden's plan offered 12 weeks of leave. Manchin countered with four weeks of leave. As a result, Democrats are planning to lose it entirely. So if you are an angry teen in the year 2040, please remember you're not actually mad at your parents. You're mad at Joe Manchin. Based on the revised framework Biden revealed today, the White House says climate change spending will approach 500 or $555 billion, the largest investment in clean energy in history. Yeah. I'm a neolib shill. I pause for applause for the Biden plan. <laughs> to put that money in terms of 2050 money, the spending will approach 60 gallons of drinkable water. Because of how bad things will be by then. Because of the climate change. In addition to the historic investment in clean energy, the framework also contains childcare and the childcare tax credits, housing vouchers, and healthcare proposals from Build Back Better. Unfortunately, the bill has lost family and medical leave, free community college, as well as lower drug prices and the expansion of Medicare coverage for vision and dental. It is like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema have been making us play the worst game of Would You Rather in human history. <laughs> you can have a world less ravaged by climate change, but no teeth. Do you take the deal? Do you take the deal? You have to give birth at work, but no one can see it. Spooky. This week, Rolling Stone reported that multiple January 6th protesters met with Republican congresspeople dozens of times in planning meetings ahead of the Capitol riot. At first, the insurrection looked coordinated, but given how often they met, it sort of seems like they didn't get enough out of these planning sessions. Randomly fanning out is no way to hunt and murder Mike Pence. Who was the project matter? Some loopy dentist from Arizona? Turns out it was. Said one organizer, I remember Marjorie Taylor Greene. I remember talking to probably close to a dozen other members at one point or another or their staffs. In another quote, they allege we would talk to Boebert's team, Cawthorn's team, Gosar's team, like back to back to back. Back to back with Madison Cawthorn? What's the fun in that? Twist, that's about how hot he is. <laughs> Check your priors. <laughs> you can boo me all you want. That just means ghosts are here. Moreover, the planners claim they were told by Representative Paul Gosar that protesters could receive a blanket pardon if they were arrested during the riot. Protesters mistook blanket pardon for a potential reprieve from Trump, but it was actually just a discount code at MyPillow.com. <laughs> This week, the State Department issued the first United States passport with X as a gender designation. My pronouns are he, they. I've been stuck in this line for three days. Please, God, help me. I don't even want to go to this wedding. Their wedding website says Mexico has always held a special place in our hearts, and we want to share it with you. But their last names are Stein and Jensen, and they grew up in Park Ridge, Illinois. A committee in the Brazilian Senate has issued a report recommending Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro should be prosecuted for crimes against humanity for his refusal to address the COVID-19 pandemic, which has killed over 600,000 people in Brazil. Damn, your Senate sounds awesome. But can they pass a bill formally denouncing racism by a slim margin? <laughs> in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis is offering police officers resisting vaccine mandates across the country $5,000 to relocate to a state promising we'll treat you better here. But of course, Ron DeSantis, a typical politician, is playing both sides. He's also offering coronavirus an all-you-can-eat buffet of unvaccinated cops for just $5,000. <laughs> the governor of Florida announced a plan, and the plan was send us the worst cops you have. The absolute worst ones. The ones who think the laws are meant to bind everyone else but them. That's who we want here in Florida. This nightmare Mad Max Thunderdome hellscape that is our swampy state is not scary enough. <laughs> we want to bribe the worst cops in America. The Facebook papers, internal documents reported by a consortium, of 17 news outlets revealed even more inner turmoil at the social media giant and its failures in a number of crucial areas like stemming vaccine misinformation, shutting down pages, 
conducting human trafficking. In 2019, we learned, Apple even threatened to pull Facebook and Instagram out of the App Store over a BBC News report revealing that Facebook's failure to address human trafficking on its site. In the end, Facebook complied and Apple backed down. Apple is not going to remove Facebook for human trafficking unless it gets really serious, like in-app trafficking purchases not leading to Apple getting a cut. <laughs> this isn't Fortnite. The stakes are much lower. <laughs> this is a barely a joke. <laughs> Just a kind of meandering twist of whose side am I on. That started out about Facebook, but it was a jab at Apple. <laughs> twist. <laughs> but don't worry. On Thursday, Facebook changed their name to Meta, as in, your Uncle Richie never met a QAnon post he didn't like. <laughs> and can we talk about these announcement videos from, from Mark Zuckerberg? Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. We're now looking at and reporting on our business as two different segments. One for our family of apps, and one for our work on future platforms. And as part of this, it is time for us to adopt a new company brand to encompass everything that we do. To reflect who we are and what we hope to build, I am proud to announce that starting today, our company is now Meta. They sure picked a great week to rebrand, too. <laughs> this is the perfect time. Hey, I was just reading about how Facebook is a rapacious nightmare factory in literally every newspaper. I can't wait to see how they apply their core philosophy of don't worry about it and whoopsie-daisy, we did a genocide, to even more aspects of human society. <laughs> That's their core philosophy. Whoopsie-daisy. <laughs> we didn't speak that language and all those people died. Too dark. Per new details released as part of her trial, Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos allegedly scammed $100 million from Betsy DeVos's family, <laughs> who invested in the now-disgraced company. Elizabeth Holmes, welcome to the resistance. <laughs> I'm just going to sit down for the next this. Just, you'll get it in a second. Anthony Fauci says kids age 5 to 11 can get their COVID shots as early as November. Finally, school shootings we can root for. And I knew that's what you do, and what you're upset about is the reality of our circumstance. That's not mad at me, that's mad at life itself. Don't boo, ghosts, vote. And finally, a missing hiker admitted that they ignored calls from the search party looking for them as they didn't recognize the phone number calling them which is insane. Do you really want to die alone on a mountain before renewing your car's extended warranty? <laughs> All right, when we come back, something spooky. And we're back. I know it's been a little while since we discussed the difference between the infrastructure bill and the reconciliation bill, but it is so important. Once again, I prepared a point-by-point -point breakdown, real technical stuff. It's a little dry and very long, and I only pray I won't be interrupted, like I was the last time I attempted to break this down. Okay, so when it comes to balancing the budget, uh-oh. Oh, no. Brains. Oh, my goodness, it's a zombie. Hey, I'm, looking for, uh, I'm looking for a Brian. He's supposed to show me where the green room is. Oh, you're saying Brian. You're saying Brian. Yeah, well, he's on vacation. That kind of scared me. I thought you were calling out to, like, eat human brains or something. Wait, is that how you get stuff around? Cashews. Cashews. Does that work? Ca oh, my God. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> oh, That's God. so cool. Hollywood is crazy. Well, here, here sit right down. Oh, okay. Go right there. So That's thank great. So Hi, everybody. I am the DC zombie. Guys, give it up for the in. DC zombie. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, I just flew in from Capitol Hill, and boy, are my arms falling off. <laughs> now, John, I'm not offended, but just so you know, all zombies don't eat brains. Oh, really? Okay, it's a little, it's a hurtful stereotype. I'm mostly plant-based, uh, and sure, sometimes I cheat, but I only eat raw and ethically. I only eat the brains of people who brought death on themselves, like uh, anti-vaxxer, right-wing radio host, or Alec Baldwin's publicist. <laughs> I am not touching that. That's what I said at Antonin Scalia's funeral. <laughs> He's saying he didn't want it. All right. DC zombie, I have to ask, do politicians react like I did? Do they react with terror? Oh, no, no. Being a zombie in Washington is great. First of all, I fit right in with the guys. Your Feinsteins, your Grassleys. 
Flesh falls off, decaying human forms there all the time. Uh. So it's not a big deal. 99% I saw Mitch McConnell's pinky finger fall off last week. So nobody cares that I'm a zombie, and they love my zombie ideas. My zombie ideas just won't die. What do you mean, DC zombie? Okay, like this one zombie idea I had. That Americans care about balanced budgets. That there are still people who believe that. See, the other day I had Joe Manchin for lunch. What? I had Joe Manchin over for lunch at the Metropolitan Club. Jeez, John, I didn't eat Joe Manchin's brain. Come on. Hey, you know what they say about West Virginia brains? What do they one, say? You're, too hungry, you're hungry two hours later. <laughs> That's, oh, my goodness. The point is, he personally prevented a bunch of good policies because he loves my zombie ideas about deficits. And any other zombie ideas? Uh, Jeremy Renner is a movie star. No, no, no. About politics. Oh, about okay. politics. I mean, I've got so many great enduring ideas that people can really get behind. The filibuster actually protects minority rights. And hey, even if a guy was a war criminal, if he worked in Washington, you should probably post something about him being a great dude if he dies. It's called respect. What happened huh. to decency? Reporters kind of love those zombie ideas, huh? Oh, yeah, and this is one of my favorite zombie ideas, that it's actually extreme to do what is needed to stop climate change, because the problem itself is extreme, and that it's actually moderate and sensible to not stop it. Yeah, that sucks. It's sort of like if your house is on fire, it's extreme to put it out, and very cool and chill to save only the room with the TV. So, why do you think these zombie ideas have such appeal? I mean, the same reason 90s sitcoms are popular on Netflix, John. They're safe and old and comfortable. And we need a purple party, uh, something that's socially liberal and fiscally conservative. And breakfast is the most important meal of the day. That's zombie nonsense. Eat low fat. Drink skim milk. We need both parties to come together. Brains. Get out of here, DC zombie. Sinemo's uh, right because she makes both sides mad. Trump is actually smart. Brains. God damn it. I hated that DC zombie. Hate is bad idea. Give it up for Demi Adigio eBay. In the role of a lifetime. <laughs> DC zombie. When we come back, more show. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. And we're back! Dear Evan Hansen here is getting in my eyes. I look too young. We're going to have to age me up if we're going to use this. 17? I don't think so. <laughs> Put some wrinkles on there. I also think these pants are too skinny for the character, but there's still blood in my veins. You know, I'm not going to show up on stage with Dear Evan Hansen pants. I'm not doing squats all this time to wear khakis. <laughs> these legs need to be seen. These legs go all the way up to the striped shirt. Don't applaud. What? What do you squat? What do I squat? Oh, I, I know whose voice that was. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned it yet, but it's Halloween weekend. Here to tell us what we need to know, it's KTLA Zone news reporter Colleen Atkins. Colleen, welcome. Give it up for Colleen Atkins. Hi, Colleen. Thank you so much for being here. Wow, thank you, John. Oh, boy. How you doing, Colleen? Oh, I'm doing well. Okay. Well, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me on, John, to talk about a crucial issue affecting our nation's children this weekend. Our top story tonight, trick or weed? <sighs> Law enforcement is warning parents to check their children's Halloween candy carefully this year. What might look like a plastic pumpkin full of innocent treats could contain potent, potentially dangerous marijuana <gasps> edibles. Really, Colleen? I'm kind of surprised to hear you say that. Does this kind of thing actually happen? It's possible, John. There are edibles that look exactly like candy. 
It is conceivable a kid could mistakenly eat one. And you can never be too careful when it comes to protecting our children. Well, of course, Colleen, but I read a New York Times piece just this week about how trick-or-treaters receiving tainted candy is an urban legend. There is basically no evidence this ever happens. Oh, is that what you read in the New York Times, John? <laughs> is that article really something you'd want to read a mother or even a father as they rush their child to get their stomach pumped after drowning a whole bag of stoner patch kids? <laughs> First of all, where would I be reading this to a parent of a poisoned child? In the ambulance? Am I waiting in the back just in case? Second of all, a bag is like 30 bucks after taxes. Plus, you have to get them from a dispensary. <sighs> sure, but if some absolute maniac were to slip it into your son or daughter's Paw Patrol-themed fuzzy candy bag, they could have no idea what it was. Kids can't read, John. And I certainly hope they can't recognize a marijuana leaf on sight. I mean... Maybe your kids can. Don't you dare insult my completely fictional children, Colleen. Cirrus and Cordelia are reading Moby Dick to us. <laughs> Point is, this seems exactly like the urban legends we used to hear about. Razors and apples killing kids. No kid has ever died or ever been injured by a razor in a candy apple. The few times they've been reported, they've turned out to be hoaxes. Who says it couldn't happen for real this year, John? And to one of your toddlers! You're a reporter, Colleen. I didn't want to, but I did a tiny shred of research. And there's been like three... <laughs> I had no choice. There's been only three instances of someone tampering with Halloween candy since 1959. And two of those instances were later debunked in one... It was the dad who poisoned the candy, and now I have to know that. Are you going to report that, Colleen, huh? Okay, well, listen, I didn't want to do this, but you need to be careful, okay, John? It's my responsibility to inform and prepare. I mean, do you hear the choppers in this neighborhood? It's crazy. <laughs> Police buzzing by. I am saving people from potentially dangerous situations their children might find themselves in. That is my job. And I won't stand for even one preschooler getting completely baked on my watch. <laughs> the only cure for marijuana poisoning in children are episodes of blippy and copious amounts of mac and cheese. It's the only known cure. This kind of fear-mongering, Colleen, might be good for ratings, but you're doing your viewers a disservice. And by focusing on these made-up hypotheticals, we're ignoring real threats. A pipeline broke, dumped 25,000 gallons of oil along Orange County beaches. The only thing that put out the three-month-old Dixie fire was the bomb cyclone that brought torrential rains down in Southern California. We have to pray that the weather disasters cancel each other's out now. What if they happen in the wrong order, Colleen? Listen, I don't know, man, okay? I've been at this station for like 20 years. It was just supposed to be a stepping stone until I could go on to have some glamorous correspondent job. They were just loose rocks and a dead loose of bullshit. And now I'm neck deep in this shit. Uh-oh. When I started, the station was owned by an old woman, a nice one, whose only editorial demand was telling viewers when the Chikorenda were in bloom, so she knew to leave her damn house. Now we're owned by Sinclair. I tried to do a story on wildfires being caused by climate change, but they kept crossing out carbon pollution and replacing it with Antifa. They want people to be scared, but only by things that don't necessitate real change. So here I am. Reporting on accidentally eating weed candies by children, hypothetically. Which is why it's so important for parents to inspect each piece of candy your child receives. Their lives might depend on it. Oh no, Colleen, you're kind of back on the marijuana train again. John, before we come back from break, would you help me go through this candy and look for newsworthy ones? Absolutely not. Three of these lollipops have fentanyl in them. I know, because I brought them. <laughs> Listen, it's a hard, she's having a hard time, all right? What's a couple of fentanyl lollipops between friends? Well, anyway, thanks, Colleen Atkins. Bye, Colleen. Bye. Please pass my resume on to Ronan, okay? I'm, I'm not sure, okay. Here, I'll just, okay, okay, okay. I was, got sad at the end. Colleen Atkins, everybody. Give it up for Megan Gailey.
in the role of a lifetime. KTLA reporter Colleen Atkins. Before we move on to our next guest, a couple notes. Love It or Leave It is coming to New York Comedy Festival. Join me in a lineup of incredible guests. We got an announcement coming soon. It's gonna be wild. All right. On November 12th at the Beacon Theater, tickets are almost gone, but there are some left. And for my ego and the confidence I bring to stage, it's helpful when it sells out. <laughs> for more information, crooked.com slash events. The global supply chain has been plagued by disruptions in recent months causing shortages of certain goods, rising prices, and a bunch of weird Fox News segments about how Joe Biden stole Christmas. Here to help us walk through what's actually happening, please welcome to the stage, the supply chain. Please welcome to the stage, the supply chain. Can we get, is the supply chain here? Is, can we get the supply chain to yeah. come Yeah. Oh, okay. Jesus, I'm coming, all right? Give me a goddamn minute. Keep your sweatpants on. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the supply chain is finally here. A little slow. Sorry, uh, uh, thanks for being here. Uh, you just were a little bit slow getting out here. Oh, was I? Was I slow? <laughs> yeah. It's always fucking now, now, now with you people. I'm sorry I can't just materialize on your doorstep the second you fucking summon me. <laughs> I got a lot going on right now. Don't take this the wrong way, supply chain. Well, I'm gonna. You look, you look exhausted. <laughs> okay. I'm a mess. You want the truth? Yeah. You want the truth? I'm a I mess. Do. I got 200,000 shipping containers stuck on cargo ships off the coast of Los Angeles. I got no truck drivers! I got no one to unload those suckers once they do make it into the port. And on top of that, I got about a million people dragging me on social media. You think I don't check? <laughs> I'm on all of them. The Twitters, the, the other ones. My phone is, it's unusable. Look at this, look at this asshole Mandy Patinkin said about me. You want it? Uh, all right, shit. Does anybody have a charger? I'm at 1%. <laughs> oh, supply chain's phone's almost dead. That does sound rough, but let me ask you this, supply chain. We've been dealing with this pandemic for over a year and a half now. Why are you still in such bad shape? Why are you in such bad shape? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I want to apologize. That was uncalled for. Wow, I'm that sorry. was harsh. But, you know, I get irritable. I get irritable when I get blocked up. I get Let me just... Let me just take a swig of this. Take a real good chug of this real quick. Oh, my. Is that prune juice? That? Is that prune juice? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It is. It's a high-priced brand uh, prune juice. Got a little whisper of meth in it. <laughs> just a whisper. I'm, I'm desperate. Just a whisper. Just, just a, a whisper. Just a soup song. Just a tickle of meth. Just a, just a touch. The hint. Open I, the meth next to the prune juice. <laughs> let them sit yeah. side by side. Yeah. That's how dry the prune juice yeah. is. Yeah. Meth-wise. I go, it's, I, I consider it sort of a rave-style Arnold Palmer. <laughs> cool. I'm desperate. I'm desperate. These backlogs, they're chopping me up. They're killing me. Look, the short answer is this. Pandemic wasn't easy on me either, okay? You guys, you spent the last year and a half ordering shit online, trying to fill the hole in your life created by the pandemic with fucking objects. Spoiler alert, that doesn't work. <laughs> but keep trying, you rapacious fucks. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm trying to recover from slowdowns and shutdowns in factories around the world that coincided with a huge surge in consumer demand for random and unexpected shit. Where was I supposed to source all of that toilet paper from, John? I'm, Where? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I really wish you had figured it out because I'm not allowed back in Costco. I did. <laughs> I did figure it out eventually. And you know how you freaks have thanked me? By continuing to spend every second of your free time online shopping, even now that you've been vaccinated. What's the matter with you? I just needed some new potholders, that's all. <laughs> Go outside. Have an experience. <laughs> See a band play a live show with your friends. Ride a fucking barrel over a waterfall. 
take a bunch of mushrooms and see if you can make it through a whole matinee screening of Dear Evan Hansen. Try that. <laughs> Try it. It's a good idea. I am straight up begging you to stop buying things and go crash your ex's wedding. Okay, I don't... All right, well, Supply Chain, I do have another question, which is, uh, what's up with this microchip shortage? Well, that's a great question. I'll tell you what's up. I'm very prepared for these. I'll tell you what's up. We don't have enough of them. <laughs> we don't oh. got enough. And I can't just snap my fingers and produce more microchips, John. I don't know if you know this from reading the occasional article between checking your fucking Twitter mentions, but producing microchips at scale is not like baking sourdough bread. If you get it almost right, it's not just okay, okay? It's silicon nothing. <laughs> that makes sense. You have, to be you have to be very exact. It's precise. Yeah. But don't yell at me. I'm not yelling at you. <laughs> I am, but I'm not. All right. I'm yelling at the situation, <laughs> a situation that you all created. Yeah, that's right. Because this is what globalization looked like. We wanted dirt cheap products, so companies rely on manufacturing in countries with low costs. An endless pursuit of efficiency and consolidation and scale that has meant the entire global economy runs like a beautiful, delicate thoroughbred horse. Sure, it's <laughs> magical and fast when she gallops. And you can have anything you want on your doorstep in a day, but one false step, one twisted ankle, one pebble, and then all you've got is gelatin. The store was actually out of gelatin. That's right. Running out of horses. <laughs> I used all the pig bones for microchips, and it didn't work. <laughs> well, this have uh, just one, one question for you. Final question. Uh, do you think that this will have any impact on holiday gift giving? Will massive disruptions in the global supply chain impact your orgiistic winter consumption festival? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, will it? Yeah, it will. So don't go buy your whiskey stones. Just wash some good old yard rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Just wash the yard rocks, people. Give it up for the supply chain. Wait. I made it here. <laughs> he made it here. He made it. It was hard enough to get him here. Uh. Rory Scoville, everybody. In the role of a lifetime, the supply chain. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we come back. Our spooky, ooky Halloween show continues with yet another terrifying character. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Are you like me and tracking the polls obsessively this election year? Well, Dan Pfeiffer's right there with you, and he's taking them seriously, but not literally. Take an average of the polls. Don't forget about any one poll. And the thing that we try to tell everyone in every episode of this podcast is a poll that has Biden up to and a poll that has Biden down to, they all tell you the exact same thing, which is this is a very, very close race. The goal of this podcast is to help people understand polling and freak out about it just a little bit less. Explore the latest polls, what they actually mean, and whether or not it's time to hit the panic button. Tune into Polar Coaster with Dan Pfeiffer, Cricket's latest subscriber-exclusive show. To get access, subscribe to our Friends of the Pod community only at crooked.com slash friends. And we're back. As you were all well aware, internal research recently leaked by whistleblower Francis Haugen revealed that Facebook is very much aware of how its algorithms radicalize users. This week... Reporting that's part of the Facebook files or papers or clusterfuck provided more details, like how in the summer of 2019, a Facebook employee created an account for a fictional conservative mom to observe how users can be pushed to extremism. The profile was quickly fed the worst the internet has to offer, and the results were compiled into a report titled, Carol's Journey to QAnon. <laughs> Here with us now is that fake profile. Please welcome Carol Smith. Hi, Carol. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. So nice to see you. Thanks you so much too. for being here. Oh, my God. Hi. Oh, let me just put down my wine. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you, John. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. You are? You're happy? Yes. 
That's the emoji I've chosen. Okay. Okay, well, we're happy to have you. Now, you joined Facebook in the summer of 2019. Yes, my kids were not too pleased, but I just love those uh, minion memes. I love those. <laughs> oh, how old are your kids? Um, I don't remember. Well, that's okay. <laughs> so initially, you just liked a few conservative figures and pages, including Donald Trump, Melania Trump, and Fox News. Based on this, after two days, Facebook recommended you a QAnon page, right? Yes, yes, Q is my friend. <laughs> And by week three, there was, according to reports, a constant flow of misleading and polarizing content, including hate speech and misinformation that violates Facebook's own rules. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean... No, no, the Facebook employee running your page said that. I'm sorry, the what? <laughs> You're a profile. You know that, right? I have a profile, yes, but I run my account. I'm Carol Smith. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is awkward. Anyways, moving on. Don't you think it's wildly irresponsible? that just because you liked a few conservative stories, you were immediately recommended conspiracy theories and other low-quality sites. Q isn't a conspiracy theory, okay? I'm not one of those weirdos who thinks we, like, live in a simulation or something. <laughs> oh, God, right. Well, the week you weren't as active, you reportedly received a push notification about a false news story posted in a group. Okay, I wouldn't call it a false story. And what was that news story? It was a post claiming that Barack Obama was born in Kenya, not like me. I was born in... Wait, I don't remember being born. Well, that's okay, because none of us do. Oh, thank God. So, <laughs> you don't see this as being an issue, like a debunked fear-mongering story by the Democratic former president being pushed into your feed in 2019? Why are you saying it like that, like, in 2019? It is 2019. Um, Carol, it's 2021. <laughs> what? No, it has to be the summer of 2019 still. Oh, that's because Facebook shut your account down after four weeks. You're not really making sense right now. I'm a red, white, and blue-blooded American woman. I love politics and puppies, and you better believe I am planning to vote. But the election already happened. Did you vote? I'm planning to vote. I'm always planning to vote. It's always almost time to vote because the Democrats will steal this election. They're planning to steal the election. It's 2019 and we have to be ready. <sighs> Carol, what do you remember from before the summer of 2019? I lived a whole life. I mean, I'm middle-aged. I grew up in... Um, I'm having a hard time remembering, but I'll tell you what I know for certain. These Antifa terrorists are spreading everywhere. Antifa and Kamala Harris and caravans. I remember that. I can picture a farm, but it's fuzzy. <laughs> and if I could just step away from Facebook for one moment, I could remember. But, Carol, I'm, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but you can't step away from Facebook. What do you mean? Of course I can. I'm Carol Smith. I was born in in America, and I love this country, and Democrats don't, and I am real, and I exist in the real world. If you could just show me how to log off, I could prove it to you. I know it seems like I don't exist offline, but actually that's true of a lot of my friends on Facebook. A lot of my friends forget themselves, so I'm sure you're wrong, John. I'm sure I'm real, and I'm just another person who's lost in the algorithm, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry I went down the rabbit hole, and I don't want to be here anymore. It's so awful here. It's so angry and mean and ridden with anxiety, and I'm Carol Smith, and Trump is our last hope. Carol. <laughs> well, I'm a profile. Calm down. <laughs> Carol, what do you think about vaccines? I'm not one of those liberal California hippies against vaccine, those wine country dopes. Still 2019. <laughs> Would just love to give you a poke, John. Oh, no. Poke. Did that ever really poke. Oh, God, she's poke. poking me. She's poking me. Carol Smith, everybody. Give it, up for, give it up for Carol Smith, the fake Facebook profile that radicalized in the summer of 2019. One more time for Kara Clank. A Facebook profile from 2019. Please welcome Kara, Demi, Megan, and Rory back to the stage. Now it's time for the rat wheel. You know how it works. This week on the wheel, we have jeans, racist <laughs> dogs, the New York Times spelling bee, the demoralizing inhuman process that is deboarding an airplane, parents who are about English homework, the Squid Game Accountant, Dogs in Halloween Costumes, this terrible World Series, and people not using headphones in public places. Let's spin the wheel.
It has landed yeah. on World Series matches suggested okay, by I'm, Megan. I'm now Megan, but Colleen would hate this World Series, too. Uh, it's filled with a, a cheater. They cheated a long time ago. Thank you. Even you guys are mad. That's Love it fans are mad. He doesn't know what I'm talking about. But we're mad, and then someone booed. But you're wrong. They did fucking cheat. And there was a whole year off where we were in the stands, and we didn't get to be like, boo, Altuve, we used to love you, you little bite-sized Polly Pocket, and now we fucking hate your ass. So that's one team. And then the other team does the tomahawk chop, uh, which we're definitely, I don't think, supposed to be. I'm obviously a white woman named Megan, and even I think it's bad. So <laughs> it definitely seems bad. The crowds for both of them, oh, my. I'm just scanning the Braves, being like, do any of you like Stacey Abrams? It's a frightening matchup. And I hope they both lose. What my dad would say is let's root for a lot of injuries, but that's not nice. So... <laughs> I'm so I, I'm furious about this World Series matchup between the Los Angeles Dodgers. Nope. No. 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 Between the Braves. Yep. And oh, the Astros—they did cheat. I remember that in the news. I remember stories about their cheating. I thought you guys just said the asterisks. I'm like, so we haven't the decided asterisks. yet. <laughs> All this cheating going on. Let's spin it again. Uh, it has landed on jeans, suggested okay. by Kara. Okay, it's not jeans, okay? <laughs> My problem is that I love jeans, but I'm not going to be buying a new fucking style of jeans every goddamn year, okay? I got rid of all my bootlegs, and I bought the skinnies, and I'm not going back, okay? You're not going to sell me on a fucking cropped jean that also bootlegs under the knee? Fuck you. Like, what is that? I just, and that, and then, or it's like a big boyfriend jean that goes, I, I like a jean that goes right up under my bosom, for sure. I'll take the higher the waist, the closer to God, but I will not be fucking with the way that the leg goes, and then now bell bottoms are back. Uh-uh. No. No. That's it. No. No. Yeah, thank you. Um, before this very show, These I... These are jeggings, I also want to point out, <laughs> that I bought for my character four hours ago at a thrift store. <laughs> uh, before this very show, I realized I didn't have khaki pants because I'm gay. So <laughs> I... <laughs> So I went down the street to an Urban Outfitters to see if they had khaki pants, and that was the first time I felt like I was a thousand fucking years old. <laughs> I walked in that store, and I was like, I felt like a vampire entering a house without permission. Like my skin started to melt. That sucked. <laughs> Let's spin it again. <laughs> it has landed on racist dogs. I think, Demi, you suggested that. Sure did. Oh, yeah, no, this is Rory's one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm always thinking about this kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. So, my girlfriend's neighbor has a dog that barks at me and no one else, and I know it's racist, and if you're white and thinking you don't know it's racist, we can tell. They bark with a hard R. The thing that I can't understand is... I, no, but here's the thing. J like, just thinking about it from a scientific standpoint, how are there still racist dogs? Like, I don't understand it. They live, like, they live like 12 years. So, like, 2009 is the earliest that a racist dog could be born. And, how, like, how do you make a dog racist at that Like, flashcards? What are you doing? Do you have to go to Kinko's and print out special flashcards because they're colorblind? Are you doing, like, ooh, you're John McCain. Good. The entire cast of Insecure are bad. Like, how do you get there? And the worst part about it is whenever someone has a racist dog and they bark at me, they're always just like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. He never does this. That's the worst thing you can say to me. Because what I'm hearing is, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. My dog and I do not spend time around black people. Don't do that. I do not need to be the first black person your dog meets. I don't want to be a test subject for your KKK9. What I need you to say every single time is, I'm so sorry, he does this all the time. I got him from my grandmother. She drilled this into him. However, she had a heart attack when Moonlight came out. Awesome. Let's spin it again. It has landed on parents who care about English homework. <laughs> so there's an ad that's been airing in the Virginia governor's race where Glenn Youngkin, who's a very tall, bad person, uh, but with kind eyes, so he may win. Uh, <laughs> I don't make the rules. 
And in this ad, this woman laments what's happening to our nation's schools. It turns out that what she's upset about is that when her son was in high school years ago, he had to read the book Beloved by Toni Morrison, and he had nightmares. And honestly, that's okay. A lot of things can cause nightmares. If you watch an episode of Seinfeld before you go to bed, that can be a nightmare. It's just using stuff from your life. The nightmare comes from within. Your brain's just cleaning up after a long day. So that part's fine. You can have a nightmare about anything. You know? Like when I was a kid, my mom rolled in a VCR and I watched Death Becomes Her when I had 101 fever. That was a bad idea. But my mom didn't uh, then call the school to try to ban Death Becomes Her, which wouldn't make sense. It wasn't part of the curriculum. <laughs> the point is, where this went wrong is, that boy told his mother, and then that mother called the school. And then she launched a long-term campaign to ban the book Beloved from her children's school. And the son is not embarrassed about this at all. He loved it, talks about it a lot, and is now a lawyer for the Republican Party in the District of Columbia. Yay! <laughs> the first mistake, parents should never know what their children are doing in school. That is not necessary. It's not for them. Let's spin it again. It has landed on people not using headphones in public places. <laughs> if you are watching your iPad or your fucking goddamn phone and you don't have headphones and you've got it on full volume, who do you think you are? And what goddamn world do you think you live in where I gotta listen to your fucking thing and I know what you're doing? You are challenging me to challenge you. And I'm scared. You need to know that. I'm not confrontational. If I go to a restaurant and I am served the wrong food, I don't even say anything. I just eat it. Send this back. No. I'll just eat it. I'm not going to tap on your shoulder. Hey, can you turn your phone down? We're on a fucking airplane. Instead, what I think we should all do, get on your Spotify accounts, go ahead and download a Norwegian death album, and be ready for these moments. Someone's sitting at the gate. They got the music going. Put on Norwegian death metal and just stare at them. And just be like, is this what we're doing? Is this how we're living? I need you to know what I like. I don't want to know what you like. I don't care about your video game. And also, when you get off of a plane, go in order! Quit acting like you gotta... You have nowhere to go. You have nowhere to go. If you did, you wouldn't have flown Southwest. You would have spent the money and cared more. All right, that's all I got. Thanks to Demi Adichibe, <laughs> Megan Kelly, Rory Scovel, and Kara Clank. That's the rant wheel. When we come back, we'll end on a high note. And we're back. Now it's time to end on a high note. Oh, I'm excited for this one. Where's Zach Z? Hey, bring, let's get a mic out to Zach Z. I'm excited about this one. Uh, this is the rare double negative high note. Zach, what's your high note? I didn't lose my hand this your week. Hi <laughs> <laughs> your high note is that you didn't lose your hand. Yeah. Say more about that. It's kind of gross, but I, I stabbed my wrist woodworking for my job. <gasps> yeah. But you didn't lose your hand. But I didn't lose my hand. But it sounds like you could have. I could have, yeah. And it, was, it, was it like very close to losing your hand? Oh, losing movement. Right, right, like right. paralyzing my hand. And sure. what were you whittling? <laughs> Some sort of a, were you doing scrimshaw? Carving a were drawer. Were you engaged in the, uh, the ship art of scrimshaw? I, I, I wish I was carving a drawer. You were carving a drawer. That's interesting, yeah. But an uh, antique drawer. An antique yeah. drawer. Yeah. Uh, you can't carve an antique drawer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you see the problem? So there's a paradox in there. Maybe that's, maybe that's why it went so wrong for you. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't lose your hand, Zach. Thank you. TJ, what is your high note? Uh, so I'm a third grade teacher at an elementary school not far from here. Yeah. Um, 
so my students are about eight years old. And earlier this week, uh, one of my students checked a colleague who works at my school on my pronouns. Nice. Hi, Kara. What's your high note? My high note is that right before this show happened, my manager at the Arizona Democrats gave me the okay to announce to everybody that we're hiring field organizers, year-round field organizers, for um, the Arizona Democratic Party. That's great. Yeah. So thanks for sharing that. And you can apply at azdem.org slash jobs to be a year-round field organizer in Arizona. Yep, not attached to a campaign, year-round, on the ground, always. Year-round, on the ground. Jessica, what's your high note? I can't even articulate how important it is for me to be here right now. I used to live in Europe, and I come from a very conservative evangelical family. Being abroad and having a conservative echo chamber and listening to you guys on Pod Save America, listening to Love It or Leave It, gave me so much hope. And having you all on the stage, I cried in my seat, and I can't even tell you how meaningful it was to have a tether back to an America that I could return to when I came back from Europe. So thank you. This is my high note. That is so nice. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for coming. That's so sweet. Catherine, what's your high note? My high note is that even in the face of a pandemic, I work full time in theater, which is really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What kind of show are you working on right now? Um, I just finished a play. I, we're from Boston, and so we just finished a play, and we're about to start a production of the last five years. Very COVID safe, only two people. It's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, let's do one more. Where is Lynn? Hi. Hi, Lynn. What's your high note? Well, next weekend we have, we're one year out from the midterms and the Wisconsin Democrats are doing a weekend of action, one year to win, and I get to volunteer for them to nice. help recruit poll workers. You got a great party chair in Ben Wickler up oh, there, Wisconsin. Oh, he's fantastic. He's great. Thank you for doing that. Sure. We got to win. Thank you to everybody who submitted high notes tonight. If you want to leave us a message about something that gave you hope, call us at 213-262-4427. Remember, we'll be using recorded high notes again in November. And on that note, there was a misconnection last week that I want to highlight. Somebody called us from a jail or prison, and because our wildly broken incarceration industrial complex makes it incredibly difficult for inmates to connect with the world at large, we weren't able to get the message they wanted to leave up. If that was you... Don't call us back. That number can't accept collect calls, but email us or have someone email us at leaveitatcrooked.com. We would like your high note, and we are grateful that you are listening. That is our show. Thank you to Demi and Dijuibe, Megan Gailey, Rory Scoville, Kara Clink, and everybody who wrote us a high note. Special thanks to Matt Bouchelle for making this week's song. There are 373 days until the 2022 midterm elections. Have a great weekend and see you next week. Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our senior producer. Hallie Kiefer is our head writer. Jocelyn Kaufman, Pallavi Gunalan, and Peter Miller are the writers. Our associate producer is Brian Semmel. Bill Lance is our editor. And Kyle Seglin is our sound engineer. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Marissa Meyer, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And to our digital producers, Nar Malconian and Milo Kim, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroote for filming and editing video each week so you can.